0: Seven days a week, 24 hours a day. My radio contact.
1: For the detail podcast, I'm Rob Parks, and we're here talking all things Salford for Red Devils. Joining me on the show this week, as ever, we have Paul Whiteside. Right, Paul?
2: Hiya, Rob, you okay, mate?
1: Yeah, you having a good day. Uh, I'm going to walk down memory lane at home.
2: Yeah, yeah, I've had a good day, haven't I? My dad's Saturday, going through sort of a load of old programs. Um, Andrew, the guy off Red Zapparel, doing some new shirts, so he's after some photographs. Of... So he's trying to get some numbers off the old 1970s shirt, you know, trying to get the fonts of the numbers, but. As we both discovered in the Salford programmes. nobody takes a picture of the back of the players, they're all at the front, so we struggled a bit, but but yeah, great going through the old memories, and, that, and uh, it's been a good week as well, you know, with a with big win against Wakefield, and everyone's excited now for, for what's to come down the line.
1: Yeah, it's going to be exciting build up to the Challenge Cup, fight, uh, Challenge Cup semi-final. Uh, on the show also this week, we've got Ryan Wilkinson, right, Ryan?
0: Yeah, not too bad, Rob, mate.
1: Been a long time, since so you've been on the pod. Uh, Mistles?
0: Yeah, I have. I I've, I've missed it to be honest, but what a week to come back on after making the Challenge Cup semi finals. You know, it's going to be the most exciting game in my lifetime so far. Anyway, so uh, yeah, absolutely
1: buzzing to be back on. Yeah, we're, we're on radio contact now, Ryan. So we we can't have any more potty mouth incidents. So i have not. I can't use a bleeper anymore.
0: Oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll be careful
1: then. Cheers, mate. <laughs> okay, what have we got on the show this week, Paul?
2: Yeah, we've got a review of the Wakefield win of the weekend. We've got interviews with Greg Johnson, Rob Lilley, Michael Thompson, and Mark Wanigan. We've got Ian Watson, the Coaches Corner. We've got the news. We've also got a special chat with BBC Radio Manchester's Phil Kinsella. We've got the amateur report and we've got a preview of Friday's match against St. Helens.
1: Cool. So what we'll do, we'll look back at that great win against Wakefield last week. You're listening to Devil in the
3: Detail and this is your Big Match Review. So,
1: Salford Red Devils were victorious against Wakefield Trinity, 30 points to six to book their semi-final place uh, in the Challenge Cup. Paul, what a great win. It
2: was a great win, yeah. We needed that response, didn't we, in that match after the, the two defeats. And i tell you what, we, we really got it, didn't we? It was a fantastic start to the game, like the way we opened didn't we? I think we really sort of pummeled them in defence and... You know, we, we just looked like we were going to score every every time we got the ball. It was a joy to watch, really, Rob. And, uh, yeah, we needed that performance. We needed that lift. And uh, I think it's given everybody confidence, the fans and the supporters. Uh, sorry, the sp- supporters <laughs> and the team. Fans and the supporters, supporters and the team confidence going into to this week against St. Helens. But, yeah, it was a great win. Great night.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to blow my own trumpet, Paul. But last week, I said Salford to start off like a house on fire. And it happened. Just call me Notre Dame. I predicted yeah, your, predi-
2: your prediction was far Exactly. What thirty ten you said. It's thirty six. Yeah. You did well there. Yeah, you
1: see. Yeah. I'm al- I'm allowed one. <laughs> well you did well the other week as well, as as
2: we said. Yeah, so you're doing okay, you did better
1: than me anyway. Yeah, you have to start <laughs> taking tips from me, Paul. That's that with your prediction yeah, I think I
2: will, yeah. <laughs> year, uh
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, looking at the the team, uh, it's all put a strong side out in nine levels at fullback, Jake Biber, Chris Wellham, Junior South, Greg Johnson, Rob Lewis, Michael Dobson. Lama Logan Tompkins, Craig Cockjack, Ben Burner-Masala, Ryan Lennon and loose of Mark Flanagan. On the bench for was George Griffin, Chris Brining, Todd Carney and Weller ryan You know, strong side there, uh, which performed fantastically.
0: Yeah, it was a strong side and I was really impressed to see Ian Watson made a, Watson made a, made a tough call of dropping Gareth O'Brien. Uh, I thought his performances in the two games uh, prior to the wayne Challenge Cup game were, we're quite poor. So it was a big choice to put Niall over and I thought Niall played really, really well. Uh, Came into the line, scored a try as well, which he always seems to do. So, uh, yeah, really good 19 choice. Uh, I thought Ian Watson was was quite shrewd in his decision to pick that team.
1: Yeah, I think it's great, Paul, that, you know, down the the sort of the the core of our team, the, you know, half-backs and the the full-back and the the loose forward, we've got great players, uh, you know, competing against each other for a, a place in the squad.
2: Yes, yeah, certainly. In light, like Brian, something I thought it was a masterstroke by Ian Watson. That because you know Wakefield when we played him previously in the league game two weeks ago, you know, we bottled Gareth O'Brien a every time when he came back on the inside doing that move, and, and for him to just throw nail levels in there because I wasn't expecting uh, Gareth to be dropped, and I don't think Wakefield were. So you know he's a clever bloke, in Watson. That that really was a great, a great move, a smart move, and look how well Nile played. So uh, that's up to Gareth now to work his way back into the side, but it was a. A really spot-on spot, on, spot
1: on move up from Mr Watson. Yeah, uh, Salford opened the scoring. Try by Ryan Lannon. Lovely kick by Rob Lewis. Uh, picked up by Dobson, Ryan and uh, Lannon dives over to score. Yeah, it was a good first try. Rob Lewis did a nice little chip kick over to Dobson. Uh, he did well to take the ball uh,
0: over his head. And then it uh, looked like Wakefield stripped the ball out there. And Ryan Lannan, uh Picks up a fortunate try, he'll never score an easy try than that, will he? So uh, yeah, really good start. And, uh, it's good
1: to see. Yeah, I suppose he just didn't have time to celebrate. It was just a, a reflex action crashing over from that close, but you know, like we said, Paul, scoring early, sets the tone for us.
2: Yeah, it does. It wasn't just that it was how sort of we, we approached the game. I thought we came out all guns blazing really in defence as well and really took it to Wakefield. If you notice in that first sort of open fifteen minutes, I don't think Wakefield even got an half of the ball, they'd we really starting in possession and Starting with territory, really. and If you're not getting ball, you're not going to do anything. When Ber- Ben Murn at Masala uh, went over for his try, I mean, he, no one was going to stop him from that range. And twelve mil up after twelve minutes, it was a fantastic start.
1: Yeah, great work by Rob Lou- Rob Lewis putting him through the hole, Ryan. Uh, but no one's going to stop Ben Murn at Masala from that distance, running that speed.
0: Not at all. No, big ben-, ben-, ben strikes again. He's- he keeps the score every week. He's our top try scorer, which is quite strange for the second run, really, but. You know, when he comes firing at the line like that, that's a nice wobbly at all. There's no-one stopping Danny
1: Murdoch. So, uh, yeah, superb seconds score. Yeah, I suppose he did good form, is Paul? You know, people are talking about possible Man of, man of Steel uh, at the moment. I'm sure if he continues in this vein, you know, it, it could happen.
2: Yeah, it should happen as well, yeah. That should go to the player who deserves it the most and who plays, plays the best. And at the moment, you know, the guys at our club, you got the Albert Park medal, as well as the League Express do. Rob Louis and uh, Michael Dobson are near the top in that as well, so it was great to see. And Ben deserves big raps because he's probably one of the form players that form forwards in Super League this season. He's walking to any other team. Just glad we've got him uh, tied down on a, on a good contract because his fall has been fantastic. And you know, I, I noticed in the whole game, how much they, the week before, how much they sort of defended him. And they had two or three players and they, they sort of snuffed him out. But uh, if you can get him running out wide, he's, he's an ample and he's a terrific forward to watch.
1: Yeah, it was a, Ryan, it was the kind of game that, you know, Salford sometimes struggling, but Salford were, you know, really playing well at this point. Great work uh, by Ebbels, good feet for him to score as well. Uh, Salford were in, you know, super control then at half-time at 20-0. Yeah, we were.
0: We were absolutely brilliant in that first half. And Going back to what you said, it's um, a game that we'd usually struggle in. We'd already lost against Wakefield in really, really tight games. I thought we were both in, in both of those games as well. So, to come out and play so strongly against a, a good Wakefield team... You know, they're they, they fifth in the league, they won seven games in a row quite recently as well. So I thought it was a superb performance. It just shows how much you know those players want to win and want to get to Wembley and want to be a successful team. And they really did turn up and show show us what they're all about and show the Sky Cameras that as well. So I thought that was brilliant.
1: Yeah, it was like a change of mindset, really, Paul. You know we we struggle, but you know this team, you know shows us that going forward you've got confidence and you've got the ability when the pressure is on to, to deliver.
2: Yeah, certainly. This side this season can beat anybody on the day in in, that, in, in the country. I, I firmly believe that. It's just we're just going to keep ticking over now in the in the games before before that cup semi final. We just got to put that to bed because we've got some really important league games coming up now. But uh, you know, yeah, watching it keeps the players grounded. Don't mean it's great to see the confidence of them because they're a special group of players. You know, we say it every week, don't we? The, the, the guys putting the performances in these big performances. It's like when we try and do the man of the match. It's really difficult because everybody's putting a shift in and everybody's performing to the best of their ability. It's really hard at the moment. But, but yeah, like you said, excellent first half. And uh, what about that pass from, from Ben murdoch Masala to Greg Johnson three minutes into the second half? That was some offload, wasn't it, for Greg's
1: try? Yeah, great offload by Ben murdoch Masala, Ryan. Right. Like we said, he's dominating the back row, uh, but shows he's got good, hand, good hands as well uh, for Johnson to go over in the corner. Yeah, as
0: soon as the brilliant try again, another great ball by Robert Williams to Ben Murdoch, really close to the line and Big Ben breaks through as he always seems to do, and that offload was, was absolutely fantastic. Like that was a, a 10 metre offload, it was like a, a spiral, or like a backhand spiral, wasn't it? So it was, uh, it was really exciting. That, that, that was the game for Benson. I was talking at our time to people saying that this is already over, and I felt, I felt when when Greg uh, Johnson went over there, we, we could all sort of relax and enjoy the rest of the evening, couldn't So, uh brilliant stuff, yeah.
1: Yeah, I Ben murnett myself was doing all the damage, Paul, but Rob Lewis putting him in through the hole, and uh, he played really well, I thought. Against Wakefield.
2: yeah, Robert Lewis is an excellent this season. He, he creates a lot of tries, and you look at the amount of tries to see he gets. You know, sometimes you don't notice that you like. We say we noticed the a Ben Murdoch the other pass, but you just go back and play before and you just see what the, the work that Robert Lewis does as well. Yeah, he's been he, he excellent this season, great to see his partnership with um, with Michael Dobson. And obviously, we've got uh, Todd Carney there as well, who came on with, with 15 minutes to go and. He can't quite force his way to the side, and he's played well when he's been in there, but, yeah, probably he can't argue you know, Let's just hope we can get him tied down now on a contract to, you know, to, to keep him at the club.
1: Yeah, so for completing the scoring, a try by Craig Copjack Ryan. Great strength uh, to carry a defender all the line with him, but that's what we expect from Craig Copjack every week. That's what he does.
0: Yeah, it was absolutely brilliant, that try. I think that was one of my favourite tries of the night. Obviously, he scored right in front of the home fans, and we're all seeing, you know, like, men there, like, top of our voices, and I feel like really uh, inspired to uh to make that amazing run and the way he just barged over and you know pushed two or three men aside to get over the line and put the ball down, I thought I can you were brilliant but uh, we were absolutely amazing that night so uh, I think that was my favourite of all the tries uh, that evening, so brilliant.
1: I suppose big games Paul, you know big players come out don't they and uh, Craig Cropjack showed there, he's got everything
2: yeah, we were just chatting to Wattle after the game, and he was saying that they were, I think they were taking the mick out of him a bit of a changing because uh, he likes to go the long way around for his tracks, doesn't he? He seems to go sideways, in and out. And uh, But he went around about four defenders, didn't he? They show great feet with great strength as well to go over, go over the line there from that distance. If you actually watch the replays, he, he does run quite a distance to score, so like I say, he's spot on every week, Craig, and his performances you know, stand out for themselves. He's another one, he's probably one of the best forwards in, in the league at the moment.
1: Yeah, Wakefield scored late on, uh, but Southport victorious, thirty points to six in the end. Uh, we spoke to Greg Johnson, Rob Louie, Michael Dobson, and Matt Flanagan after the game, and this is what they had to say. So I'm joined by Greg Johnson.
4: What a great win that was! I know, mate. I'm a semi-finals now, one off from Wembley, so. Good, good, very good win and uh, good to be back with the boys and playing
1: yeah played outstandingly well tonight intensity was there playing good rugby as well you know how far can this team go that's so, what I mean we can go all the way when we play like
5: that going we play that we can go all the way like today we corrected everything we've done and played basic rugby our lines people were great in defence even when we were winning 20-0 up we didn't forget started from like we still had the mindset that we were 0 put. normally sometimes we are falling off but we kept up and kept good and uh, Line
1: speed there, like you said, in D, and we didn't give up ever. Carried on
5: playing to the end of the whistle.
1: Obviously, that win today, we got to set Ellens next week. Conference is up now. Can we go to Saints and win? That's yes, what I'm saying. We can beat anyone on our day. If we play like
4: that, We are capable of beating anyone in the league, winning the league, winning the grand finals. So yeah. that's what mindset we've got now. We've, this year, we've advanced to one of the top four teams, and we're there, and we're thereabouts with anyone. We've proved it by playing people. So i sort will of crack on to next week and hopefully get the win. Cheers,
1: big thanks for talking to us on the devil The detail.
2: Right, Robert Lewis me after that you must be delighted with that
4: you know, after the last couple of weeks how good is it to get in the semi final at oh. the challenge cup yeah it's good um, it's good performance by like the boys just get back to what we doing put us in a position where we are on the table but to be in the semi-final being scrapped through the boys and coaching stuff who do you fancy in the semi-finals anyone you just whoever you know semi's the semi whoever's there is going to play for the best uh, you must be confident um, of being anybody though we've proved that this season you bunch of guys how, how good you are on your day aren't yeah confidence comes down to attitude in the game or in, at training, starts at training. But um, yeah, whoever whoever wins and whoever plays in the semi um, we've just gotta work hard that week in training and you know, um, step up and run the semi time Back into the league next week, St. Helens yep. the games keep coming thick and fast, yeah, yeah. don't they? But that yeah. wants to give you a big confidence boost. It does Just us back, you know, winning ways, you know. We had two two games there, we lost in a row you yeah, know, especially at home. Um, we lost there at home, but we're playing away. We had a good week. Um, at training. Play Friday night, so St Helens have been finding a bit of form, you know, last couple of last couple of um, weeks and that. And so it's going to be a tough day. We haven't we haven't won in St Helens since 1980, so it's a yeah. long time ago. Yeah, so that, that's, that's, like, you know, that's something you,
2: you guys like thrive on. You know, obviously the, the way they were, when the Wigan was uh, a long time coming, yeah, so uh, it is.
4: you must thrive on things like that. Yeah, well, we try, try not try to look at it, You know, um, that's, you know that's the past we love we love the, we love the club and, you know, we play for the jersey we win we win um, you guys are creating your own bit of history yes, aren't you? yes we are and, um, it's good to see um, good fan base you know, starting to get out yeah. and out each game yeah, we're, we're very proud well, we're very proud of you tonight Robert thanks very Thank much to us, and good luck next week mate
5: oh, thanks mate thanks mate
6: so I'm joined by Mark Flanagan what a great win that was yeah it was um, probably the best win I've been involved with, with um, in, a, in a Salford shirt I thought we, we started really well, we started really fast and aggressively defensively we, and we completed high and um, I think when we play like that we're, we're a match for anybody and um, I was really proud of our team tonight, I thought we, we really played tough and, and we, we were a solid side.
1: Yeah and the intense level was there, was that talked about in the week between the players obviously being a quarter-final
6: was a big big game? Yeah well we, we want to get to, to Wembley, we knew <laughs> and we need to um, to get there. We need to get in. We need to get into a semi final first. And you know we're an ambitious club and an ambitious group of players. And um, we, we probably had a good look at the mirror this week in the mirror this week, and and um, and thought that we needs to change a few things and, and change our attitude slightly because we were we were off last week. Um, but I thought our our attitude and. And mentality from the off was, was, was great and we did the tough stuff early and then we were able to reap the w- rewards later on in the game. Yeah, semi-final, secured second in the league, you know how far can this team go? As, as far as we want I think um, we, we need to, we can't get ahead of ourselves, we need to keep doing what we've done um, that's took us there and I, don't, and I think we will do um, but you know we, we've just got to keep on keep on doing what we're doing and working hard for each other and you know you never know where it might take us yeah um st ellen's next week another big game you know we haven't been one there for 30 years or so do you think we could uh, could do them there yeah we we hadn't won at wigan for a long time either so um there's no reason why we can't do that at Saints. And, you know, they've, they've come good these last, like, this last month or so since Justin Holbrook took over. And, um, you know, it'll be a really tough game next week. So, enjoy this win and then back into it Monday morning and, uh, and back into the grind. Yeah, big thanks for talking to us on the devil's detail and big thanks for that performance. So, I'm joined by Michael Dobson. What a great win.
1: Yeah, it was. Um, we, after the last couple of weeks, we put in a really good performance and plenty of energy tonight and it showed. Yeah, obviously it's a semi-final beckons for Salford, was that in the players minds before the game, was it all about the semi-final or did you treat it as a, every other game? Oh,
5: obviously, yeah. Semi-finals on the line, so that was that was a goal, and now um, we've got that. So it's um, on the, on the semi-final. Hopefully, kick on there.
1: Yeah, you have great tonight. Game management was was top notch. You know, on the field, is it? You feel it's your responsibility to get us around the field. Yeah, that's my that's my role within the team is get the boys around the park, and then uh, the boys on the back, like Rob Lewin, that can uh, create the try. So yeah, and we did that tonight. Cheers. Big thanks for talking to us on the devil the detail. Yeah, so the players there, Paul, really happy about that performance and you know, fully focused on what's to come.
2: Yeah, yeah, certainly, yeah, Ian Watson, we're staying grounded. And, you know, they've got a lot of work to do. There's five league games now before the cup so they've five big league games as well, so it's important we keep ticking over, but I think the main thing is, well, we've got like a, a good rest period now. Ian's alluded to that last couple of weeks, you know. We got had a lot of uh, rest between games, and it was good that they got a bit of time on the training field to prepare for the for the Wakefield Cup game. And I think we we saw that on Friday night
1: in the players' performance. Yeah, both the players, you know, may have had one eye on this game the last couple of games, Ryan. But now they're in the uh, the semi final. They can put that to bed for six weeks and uh, you know kick on in the league
0: again. Yeah, definitely. I, I think it's really important now, especially going to the St. game on Friday, that we don't just concentrate on that on that semi final. We need to we need to make the top four this year and I think we're pretty disappointed now after how well we've played to round eighteen um to not make the top four after thirty rounds. So uh, yeah we're in the semi final but let's use that to, to galvanise us and to, to push for the league title as well as we've reached the Challenge Cup we, we've got the squad to be able to do that now so uh, yeah, it's great to be in the semi-final, but I'd be disappointed if we don't make that
1: top four, so uh, let's keep focused on everything for now. Yeah, I suppose, uh, Paul, it's, it's about you know keeping that momentum going, we, we obviously want to keep winning, uh, going into that the semi-final. If you're a team in form, you've won three or four on the spin, full of confidence then when the, the big game comes? Yeah, certainly, I,
2: I'm one of those people that believes you know you, you can't sort to of turn ball on and off like a tap, I mean you've got to keep going and, Keep performing, and I think your form will look after it itself. So you can't keep your eye on that. You've got to just take each game as it comes. I know it's an old cliche, but that's the way I have to look at things. And the players will just be focusing on the St. Helens game, now I'm sure, on Friday night. And obviously, yeah, players are going to think about it. You know, when the semi-final comes around, but it's a long way off yet. And uh, I'm sure he and Watson will keep the, the lads focused. So let's let's have it right. There's competition for places now, in that all team. And players know. They need to perform in these up and coming league games to get a
0: place in that semi-final team.
1: Yeah, I think that's what it's all about, Ryan. You know, you've got competition, you're in form. You know, we're, we're the club going forward. End of the day, and uh, you know, it's a great time to be a, a soul for a Devils fan.
0: Yeah, it's, it's it's the best the best I've ever known it. Anyway, I'm I'm 25 and I've never seen a season like this. I can remember when that year we finished fifth and we went to Bradford in the, the playoffs and got battered. Uh, That was pretty much the only season that I think we could say, yeah, that that was a good year. I know we had a few decent seasons in the 90s as well, but I can't really remember that, to be honest, in the mid-20s. So, for me, this is by far the best season we've had. I just just want to see a few more fans come through the uh, the turnstiles now. I'm sure they will as well. So, uh, yeah, it's looking good.
1: Yeah, to be 25 again, Paul, and winning, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, got a few of us there, haven't it? <laughs> but, uh, Yeah, yeah, like you said,
2: though, I mean, I'm 34, and I don't think I've seen that, that many good seasons I've really, probably like what Ryan said, you know, 2006, and uh, the rest of them have been in the lower leagues, really. And 97 was a good season in uh, Super League, that's one of my favourite seasons watching soccer. But uh, other than that, this this is the best season I've seen by far, to go to grounds like we could hope. Warrington and, and do what we've done, not just beat him but, you know, tear him apart. It's been, it's been a joy to watch and it's been great to see, you know, the older guys in the crowd and, you know, people who've been going for years. You're seeing the smile on their faces and what it means to the supporters because we've had, we've, we've, we've had a lot of success, really, have we? Yet the same people that turn up week in, week out, win, lose, or draw, and a lot of the time it's been, it's been defeats. But, you, you, you know, people say about our crowd, but I tell you what, the, the loyal supporters, what's all, and they deserve every success we get in this season.
1: Yeah, I think looking back, though, Ryan, you had that million-pound miracle last uh, last year. You know, looking forward to this season, it kind of sort of transfers into this team that, that, you know, can deal with the pressure for me. And, you know, that's a great thing to have, that, for me. Yeah, I completely
0: agree. And Gareth, i mentioned that. I've read an article online that's given that sort of sterner mental toughness. And I think when you you go through difficult situations like that and come out the end of it successful like we did in that million-pound game, it's got to be so... You know, it's so good for your, your confidence moving forward and gives you know, that resilience going forward and we've got the continuity in the team now as well. Like you've seen all the players that we've signed up for the rest of the year and how much people compliment the culture at Salford and, and play like Josh Griffin and Mason Kate Brown leaving and saying about what to come back like. You know, that's that's never happened in my lifetime. So uh, it's just it's just brilliant all around really and you've got to have long they continue, so yeah, it's good stuff.
1: Yeah, I suppose it's probably like a mindset change us fans as well. Paul, you know, we've got to start going into games thinking, you know, we're going to win this one rather than, you know, if it comes our way, if the ball bounces the right way, if we get the bit looked, it might come in. You know, we're a team, you know, with great players playing out the skins. You know, it's, it's it's a guaranteed win for me. Yeah,
0: yeah, you're right
2: there, Rob. I mean, look at the game we went to Warrington on, on the bank holiday one day. I mean, there's not many times we've been to a ground where I expected to win. And when we rolled up there, we, we didn't, obviously, we and really you were chatting before the game. We didn't expect us to be beat him the way we did. But we were quietly confident we'd get a result. And I think it's been the same at the Wigan away game this season. And I think going to say, oh, this Friday. I mean, we've not won there since 1980. Uh, but, and we've, we've come close a few times. But I'm actually going there this, this Friday, you know, not thinking, let's keep the score down, let's keep it below 30, Let, let's win the game. And just going back to what you guys said there about the million-pound game, I think that's been a massive effect. Uh, the, I mean, 17 of that, sorry, 14 of that 17 that played that day, still at the club and still playing. So, I mean, that just shows you the continuity of the turnaround from last season. I think it did galvanise that group of players. It's a special group of players that we've got. And we've added players to it that are the right man. The team spirit of that side this season
1: is Yeah, I just think it's a different kind of pressure, obviously. The million-pound game, if you lose, you, you possibly lose your job. Anything, you know, you come into after that, be a Challenge Cup semi-final or a grand final, you know, whatever happens, you'll have, you'll have your, your club at the end uh, if you get beat, but you'll still, you know, be in a, in a final and, you know, the players to be able to deal with that million pound, uh, you know, miracle coming out the other end and, and performing like they are doing at the moment, right, and it's, it's a credit to them.
0: Yeah, it is, and it, it, I, sh- I sh- can't speak more highly than the players they've got, they've been absolutely Magnificent, and I, I feel like a lot of credit has to go to Ian Watson, because, it just he, the players that he's brought in—a are, are, are brilliant players. he really complement that squad, and it's—it's ah, just you can't explain how good it is at the minute. It, re, it really is just uh, a magical season so far, and, and I've got a feeling it might get a little bit better as well come come uh, the end of July. So uh, We'll just have to wait and see, won't we? Yep.
1: Yeah, talking about Ian, Ian Watson, this is what he had to say after the game in coach's corner. <laughs> Coach's corner.
5: I'd say Ian Watson's joined me. After those two defeats, you boys you came up with the answers tonight didn't no. you yeah no I thought it was great um, our first set of the game and our first defensive set of the game I thought really set the tone for us going forward as well what did you say to the players this week because they came out today like you th- put the fear of God into them or the they played no, that first the, 20 excellent wasn't it yeah the, play, the players don't need um, your motivations within you is what you want to be as a group and this group want to be a great group and they want to be a great Salford for team um, so they've got all the motivation and desire they need in there the last couple of weeks we've been slightly off our standards in what we set so we've just Spoke honestly as a group of where we need to get to, but today the, the guys detailing what they did and they delivered was first class as well. And it might help that we've had a little bit more time on the training field this week as well, which we've not had over them short periods of time. Um, but today I thought we um, the proper Salford. How good was it to get Mark Flanagan back in there? Because I thought massive. he was yeah. magnificent in defence and attack. Everything seemed to be, you know, the little things he did, on it today. Yeah, it's, it's, it's massive for us. It, it's, it's no coincidence in coming back and then our kind of our attitudes, the, the top, the top draw. Or what it needs to be, he understands them big games and knows what you need to do. And I don't kid when I say he's the glue of our team. To be fair, because he glues you together. And not everybody sees what work he does on the field and behind the scenes a little bit, but he is definitely the glue who holds um, the team together as well. So it was a it's a massive one for us this match. And you shuffle things around, didn't you? Bring in nine levels, in at it? Fullback. Yep. Was that just down to a farm thing, or it was yeah. Gareth O'Brien it Was a farm issue? Yeah, farm. Yeah. And he'd give you another edit because yeah. I thought he was excellent. male levels he his first class, mate. Um, he, he was first. Class to be fair for the three games he played at yeah, the he fullback. Was. He was unlucky to be moved out, but because we'd lost Carney, we put him onto the edge on the wing. Um, Gaz came back in because he'd not lost his place through form, Gaz, he'd lost it through his head knock. Um, unfortunately, this time he's lost it through form. But Niall stepped in, and I thought Niall was absolutely outstanding today. He so was good great... to Gaz to fight for his position. Yeah, back. and
2: Greg Johnson as well coming back in, he yeah. gives you a big boost, doesn't he? Because yeah, he yeah. does the, the hard yards, do not yeah, he? Yeah, well, if you look
5: at our backfield today with uh, Niall, Eva, uh, um, Niall, uh, um, Jono, and Bibbe, our backfield was strong again today. Coming back off the, of the kit returns, and that's what we kind of focus on as well in the early plays. As soon as I saw the team sheet, and saw the bench. Yeah. It, it was one of the strongest benches we put out, you know, for a few weeks. Wasn't it? and yeah. you know, having those those big guys coming off the bench as well. Yeah, well, we decided to go with two middles because we, we felt confident that we're in our middles. We've got a good group of middles that can play a certain amount of minutes, so I don't feel threatened by putting two middles on the bench and carrying Todd and Brian in as well. Because it was massively important that we carried Todd on the bench as well, because he's. That kind and a game winner, he? and is a match winner as well, and his form starting to show up and that really good now. So he'll start to get more games under his belt as we're going forward as well. But it is an important one for us. Every every player in the squad's an important player for us. And he, they might be on the bench or might only playing small minutes for us, but the the big players for us and having the likes of Weller and George who can play big yeah. minutes and come on, which means we can be a little bit smarter about middles. I was sitting on the fence a bit for my man of the match between Evels and, uh,
2: and Flanagan, but what about Craig yeah. Cuppett? I mean, yeah. you forget about Craig because he's so good every week. You forget yeah. the, the word.
5: He does, but the try he scored. I mean, the strength of the man. He probably <laughs> scored a couple more. If he just t- he took the easy route. He keeps going the long way around. He does. Than he's more. not going sideways <laughs> and then goes yeah. for the captain. He, he just um, took the space off double. We'd have probably scored a couple more yeah. too. Yeah. So he probably needs to learn on running his lines a little bit. But he was excellent against yeah, he tonight was, yeah. well, He gets you that goal yeah. forward, doesn't he? And when he's on yeah. song, which is nearly every week, yeah. some of his defence was outstanding yeah. as well today. So pleasing performance all around. It's up for us now to kind of that's a lesson for us. You invest and you work as hard as that at the beginning yeah. of the game, you get your rewards at the back end. The game. The last ten minutes was comfortable. There, you can enjoy the game, and it's it's on for us to kick on and yeah. beyond that. To be fair, I'm not going to ask you what in the semi-finals because I mean it's anybody. You probably not bothered about that. The semi-finals are yeah, semi-finals. It's it? going to be six weeks away as well. Anyway, and yeah. the big thing was this semi-final is. You've got to beat a good team to get to end There's no dud teams in it when you get to the semi-finals as well. So. I suppose it's important for you though now that you don't lose concentration on the league because we're doing so well in the league. You don't yep. want that to go on the back burner, now. You want to keep that because yep. you know if, if it fades away you now and you finish seventh or eighth or whatever. Yep. It, but this, this, is a, this is a test. This is a test for us as a club and for players and as coaches as well because we, we've not been up here before as well. So what we've got to have is high expectations and see if we can lift above that and see how far we can actually get as a group. Really, like I say, we're, at, we're having a great season. what's that second win in the semi finals was challenge? But the thing for us is, we've got to have higher expectations and that, a name for it. And when you get an opportunity, you've got to try and kind of grasp it with both hands and take it. And that's what we intend to do in there as a group.
2: St. Helens away next week,
5: we haven't won there since January 1980. Yeah, so. so it's another. Yeah, someone's just told. You've done Wigan, though, haven't you? And yeah. you've done Warrington this season, you've won away at Hull. So you're frightened going anywhere now with this group well, of players. I, I, I'm never kind of worried about the opposition we're playing. I just. And worry about us more than anything making sure You let those fans do that, don't Yeah, we? yeah, worry about um, kind of making sure our details right and our information's right because we know we've got a good group of players in there and if that's right We'll, we'll, we'll win more than we'll lose as well so we, we try and work really hard and um, we push ourselves to kind of the limit as a group, full group to make sure that everything's bang on and like I say the boys go out there and deliver and it's first class credit to them that they've been out there and um, done that today for us. Well I'm delighted tonight, I, re- I remember I'm still heartbroken from the 98 semi-final
2: <laughs> so we have got a chance to get us to Wembley now and I'm sure you'll give it your best shot you. Thanks very much for talking to me and best of luck
0: next week. Brilliant, cheers Paul
3: thanks mate. Coach is
1: so that was Ian Watson after the win against Wakefield Paul, and he was uh, happy about the performance. Yeah, he, he's
0: delighted.
2: Ian Watson after that, you know, it's a special time. mate. now he's going to get a crack at, at taking Southport to Wembley. I mean, how you know, exciting is that? And it's the semi-final. Uh, he was buzzing for that. But you know, Ian, he's uh, he's always switched on, and his, his main focus now will be uh, the St Helens on Friday.
1: Yeah, obviously, Ryan, you know, semi-final of the Challenge Cup, Ian Watson must be thinking to himself, you know, it's easy this, you know, obviously putting in great performances, second in the league as well, what a great job he's doing.
0: He's doing a great job, but I don't think I'll be saying it's easy, he's quite a, a modest bloke, as you know from his uh, interviews with uh, with Paul, so I'm, 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 I am don't think I'll be saying it's easy, but uh, he's doing a magnificent job, and, you know, Ian, if, if you're listening, mate, just, just keep pushing, we're nearly there, mate, so... Uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get a bit of luck at the end of June as well, and we'll have a really good day to get excited about in month. So, yeah, yeah looking
1: forward to it. Uh, big, big thanks for everyone who gave us the three-word match reports and man of the matches. Uh, Susan, KO, Dobson, amazing. Uh, Katie Reynolds, wear me voice. And his, uh, her man of the match was Rob Lewis. Like I said, Paul, Rob Lewis, was fantastic all night. Yeah,
0: certainly was. Certainly was.
2: Rob has uh, been instrumental in the games that we've won this season you know, with his... Uh, but it's a try assist and what have you. So, yeah, I think he's a good, a very good
1: shot for the man of the match, on Friday? Yeah, Colin Reynolds, bubble hasn't burst. Um, his man of the match was uh, Dobson. You're talking to me, just unbelievable this. Uh, and uh, their man of the match was Ian Watson. Richard Lowe, 80 minutes from Wembley. Uh, and his man of the match was uh, Rob Lewis. Julia Col- Kuhlman, uh, Louis, Louie Louie, Oi, oi, oi. Paul, was- Paul Foster, fantastic, awesome, brilliant. Uh, his man of the match was Louis Tracy Wembley, tickets please, her man of the match was Rob Lewis. David Wallin, near faultless performance, his man of the match was Louie. Gary Williams, line speed, back, and his man of the match was Michael Dobson, Richard Martin, more like it, his man of the match was Dobson, Nat, boys were brilliant and uh, his man of the match was Rob Lewis. you know, it was, it was great performance but Louis's getting all the praise in this uh, in this podcast, Ryan? Yeah, I thought Louis was absolutely brilliant, um, but I would have to mention Michael Dobson, I
0: thought Michael Dobson's kicking game was one of the best that I've ever seen from a Salford player. Them spirals that he was putting up were very, very difficult to deal with. He was finding grass a lot of the time as well. Um, so if, if I had to pick out two players, it would be the Michael Dobson for his performance. Uh, and of course, the big man, Danny Murdoch, as well. I thought he was absolutely superb as he has been all year. So, applaudits uh, to those two.
1: Yeah, uh, Graham Jones, magnificent team performance. His uh, man of the match was the whole team. Uh, Hitman handled positive, enthusiastic, energetic. His man of the match was uh, Rob Lewis. Neil Chanock, eighty-minute performance, and his man of the match was Dobbo. and uh, Stephen Ashcroft uh, Thought Matt Flanagan really set the the, set, the, the pace and uh, you know was intense all, all evening. Paul and you know I think he's got a point there. Uh, Matt Flanagan was fantastic. Who
0: said
2: that? Sorry,
1: Stephen Allcroft. Well,
2: Stephen Allcroft, you've you read my mind there, mate, because my, my, I wrote brought- Uh, Flanagan down on the night. I thought he was super. Surprised that everyone. No one else went with with Matt Flanagan, just me and Stephen. But I thought yeah, Robert was excellent. But for me, I thought Matt Flanagan just had a super game. You know, coming back into the side, he really settled us down. Defence was excellent. Sometimes you don't notice the bits and bobs that he does. Ian Watson, he's referred to him a few times this season as the glue that holds the team together. And I think it's a real, real. I mean, it doesn't sound a a good compliment, but I think it is, isn't it? That and uh, yeah, I thought I thought Matt was excellent on the. on Friday, as I thought, 9 Levels as well. I thought Nile Levels had a really good game, but you couldn't go around the whole side, couldn't you? There's a case for every single player, really, so you can't really argue with
1: anybody's team on that one. Yeah, I think I'm going to go for Rob Louis. I think this week I thought he was outstanding, well deserving of his uh, standing innovations. He came off the field, you know, making things happen, Ryan, and you know, with him and Dobson and Todd Carney, we've got a real threat going forward.
0: Oh, absolutely, really big threats, and it's we've got the We've got the, uh, um, the backup as well, if one of those gets injured, we've got a couple of uh, five games coming up against uh, before the semi-final against Wigan, um, so it's just good to have that sort of strength and depth, and players like Rob Lewin, and Dobson, Tom Carney, they get in any side in the Super League, and we've got three of them, most of them's only got two decent half-backs, and maybe one average one, so... Uh, Yeah, it's uh, it's a great squad that they've got. Those three deserve a lot of respect for the performance this year.
1: Yeah. So Salford secured the the semi-final, the Challenge Cup place, uh, beating Wakefield thirty points to six. And uh, now, what we'll do, we'll talk about the news coming out of the club this week.
4: So here's
1: all the news coming out of Solford Devils this week. Uh, Our Challenge Cup semi-final tickets are going on sale on Wednesday, Paul, and your fans are looking forward to that.
2: Yeah, certainly, yeah. First Challenge Cup final for 19 years. Why, why not? It's, it's really exciting, isn't it? And uh, I believe they go on sale to see to get all holders first for Wednesday Thursday and then the close play Thursday. Friday onwards, it's, it's general sales. So, uh, so yeah, really exciting, really exciting. Like I keep saying, we've got to say, i on Friday, I'm sort of focusing on that at the moment. But, yeah, I mean, how, how nerve-wracking is that going to be? I mean, I still remember the, the Sheffield game from 98. I mean, like it was yesterday. And um, they are nervous matches, you know, going going to them, and uh, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm going to be the same for this one. But I'm just happy to
0: be there and to have another crack at
1: uh, Wembley. Yeah, one ticket per season ticket holder, uh, Ryan. That sounds like a good plan to me. You don't want people buying five, six, seven, eight tickets, and you know, people not getting them in the end.
0: Yeah, I think it's important that you you give that benefit and that value add to season ticket holders. Um so I like having you know made them available to season ticket holders first, but. I lot of people buying five or six as well, but I'm sure they can they can do that at a later date. We've only been given that initial allocation of four thousand. That's stand behind the six, which is the usual way and that holds about three and a half. And I'm sure that's where, you know, a lot of our passionate season ticket holders will want to be. So I'd hate for tomorrow, um, you know, three thousand people maybe you um, don't usually go to every game and um, get tickets when season ticket holders might be a little bit disappointed that um, they can't get all of the, the tickets that they want in that terrace, so uh, I think it's a good idea, and hopefully that will uh, encourage a few more people to like, see the tickets next year, knowing that they've got that, um, that perk available
1: to them. Yeah, I think 4,000 is a good start, Paul. I'm sure we'll get a, a big following, and I've got a funny feeling if the, uh, you know, the av- avalanche, which is due, uh, comes, we'll be asking for some more.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. I think we will mate I mean you only got to go back to um, to, to the bank of the we took a fantastic following there didn't we to Warrington I mean I know we sort of cordoned off the, the end of it but there was a good 1500, 1600 and there maybe even more that day so uh, that was for the league game so yeah if you can't get yourself to a semi-final when, when are you going to go I mean I, I'm just like I'm having uh, dreams about it at the moment I can't wait and uh, yeah I think we'll shift them, them 4,000 tickets if you go back to 98 I think we took about 6,500 to Edinburgh I mean, it's only down the road at Warrington. We should be capable of of selling half half that ground. How many is the ground? All guys, it's about fifteen thousand. Yeah. yeah, fifteen two it is. Fifteen two. Yeah, I know w- when Warrington played Wigan on on uh, Saturday in the quarter final with just over seven thousand there. So to me, that was quite a disappointing crowd from them. So I don't know how many Wigan are going to take. Um, I think we can take just as many as they they will anyway. So. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty confident we will sell
0: them 4,000 out pretty
1: quickly. Yeah, it's going to be a, a great you know, great day, Ryan. And, you know, I'm sure us fans are going to be getting behind the uh, the club. Uh, they're putting on coaches, uh, £10 a person. You know, hopefully we took something like, was it 16 coaches or something to, to, to leave when we played Sheffield. Uh, hopefully more of the same uh, against uh, Wigan. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm
0: not going to lie, I'm absolutely buzzing for this one. I mentioned AJ, I'm only 25, so I can't remember uh, the heading league semi-final. Uh, against Sheffield, I was only six then. Um, you might have seen the poll on the the Red Army Salford um, Twitter account as well. There's um, about 380 people who responded to it, and 56 of them it is their first time watching Salford in a, a Challenge Cup semi-final. So it's, it's going to be a brilliant day. I think the atmosphere is going to be absolutely immense. Hopefully we'll, we'll get a bit of sunshine as well. It's just down the road as well. We mentioned our new to so, originally there, and I believe when we played at Fernand Park in Bolton in 1988, I wasn't even born then, but uh, I believe we took seven thousand that day. So, the uh, I think we'll take about six thousand, um, but I'm sure them six thousand will be a lot, a lot louder than the eight or so thousand uh, Wigan fans that will be there as well. So, I'm, I'm really, really excited for it, and I know a lot of other people are as well. So, uh, bring it. On.
1: So, obviously, if you want to order your tickets, uh, you ring the club on 0161 9-7 and hopefully we'll, we'll get a big following uh, Paul and you know I'm I'm super excited excited. I'm not 26 like Ryan but I remember the game against Sheffield and we took a massive amount that, that, that day at Leeds uh,
0: and hopefully yeah, we, we
1: did yeah. uh, we took a lot Luke, the year before as well to Central
2: Park when we played don't forget we got to two semi-finals two years running we played Saints at Central Park in 97 we took a massive following there because I remember standing behind the goals there at the old um, the old shed end in uh, Central Park, and it was packed out that day. I think there was about fourteen thousand there that day. So uh, so yeah, it should be great. And just one thing else that I hope the club clubs do, and uh, if you're listening to this or whatever, um, the people who do buy the tickets after Friday, the non-season ticket holders, oh, let's give give them some sort of offer to get to the, 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 the coming league games. You know, before you know, building up to that, we don't just want them at the semi-final. We want people at these these league games as well, and you know, to jump on this bandwagon now that we've got. So. Uh, I hope we're going to tap into that and you'll make them some sort of an offer for those games.
1: Yeah, this, you call it data collection, don't they, uh, Ryan? And you know, I'm sure the club are going to be up for this uh, with the new fans coming in to get as much detail off them as possible.
0: It is absolutely imperative that we get the, the details of any person who buys tickets for those semi-finals, uh, for that semi-final game. And those people are obviously fans of the club. They're into rugby league because at the game. And if they're not season ticket holders, we need to be contacting every single person who turns up to this semi-final and making the most out of this opportunity. And then if we get to the final, we go again and we have another drive, we need to get as much data as we can. I've been speaking to Warrington fans. Now Warrington, I believe they average around 13, 14,000 a game, something like that. Um, they have about 80,000 people, uh, people details. Um, on a database and they are constantly marketing, sending emails out and contacting those people you see, see in and look at how their crowds have increased since they've been at that new stadium. So it's something I feel like we've lacked at much lacked at doing in the past and we we need to we need to make the most out of this opportunity and uh, I'm I'm hoping in Bleeds will.
1: Yeah, and obviously it's super important. Even current fans uh, Paul, you know, are on the mailing list. If you're not receiving emails from the club, I've been putting out tweets all week about um, if you're not getting emails, follow the link. And I think it's so it's so important that people if they aren't engaged through the email uh, sort of mailing list is to get your email on there so the club can the club can obviously spam you with offers. Definitely,
2: definitely, it's mega important. And just going back to what Ryan said there is it the nail on the head. Going back to Warrington. if you remember, when Warrington moved to the new stadium about 2004, I think it was. Around that time, they were, they were sort of struggling at the lower end of the Super League, it wasn't? Crowds were very similar to ours. They've moved to a new stadium, and what did they do when they moved there a couple of years later? They got to Wembley. And I said they've been there a few times, about three or four, maybe four times now. They've won the Cup three times, I think, since then. So they got to Wembley, and they, they took off on the back of that, really. And you look at that model there, that could be us this time next year, you know, in the next couple of 18 months, two years. Now, we've got a massive, massive opportunity you now to, to grow this club. A bit like the one we had in 98. I know people you talk to now say we've never recovered since that. Well, now we can, can recover from that. We can do the business, and get to Wembley. Really
1: take off yeah so if you're going to take anything from this podcast uh, today get yourself on the mailing list just do it uh, and hopefully ryan we can build a you know bigger brighter future for the club
0: yeah i'm sure we will as well um, and I, I'm, I'm quietly confident that we're going to get to win there. I, just, I just feel this is the year it's got it's got to be this year after everything that we've been through not just last year that was a particularly difficult year but all the things that we've been through over the last 20 years, it's incredible. The, the fans that we've got who are my age, who support this club, I've got so much respect for. Because they have had nothing to scream and shout about. Yeah, they're still coming. I just feel that's a great start. 56% of people who responded to that poll have never been to a semi-file. So that is the first time, myself included, that we've got something really, really, really exciting to get about. And... I just, I just think it's going to be a great day. I'm so happy we're playing Wigan at Warrington. I think that is a, an awesome stage for the semi final, and I'm sure the atmosphere is going to be absolutely amazing. So, if anyone is listening to this right now, get to that semi final. It will be awesome.
1: Yeah, going to be a game changer for me, Paul. You know, obviously we, we've seen a couple of semi finals, haven't we? But you know, this one, I've got a, you know, got a feeling about this one uh, we've got a, you know, the quality of player there uh, to to win this win this game and. I go at Wembley?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think in sort of going back to the 90s, ninety-seven, we got beat by, by a good, a very, very good St. Helens side. we were probably the second best side on that day. The 98 one, we should have won. And it was just one of those, one of those days really where things went wrong. And, you know, I don't, I don't really want to talk about that to be honest with you. But this side we've got now, like right, Ryan, right, things seem a bit different this year. You know, we've been to Hull, white the floor with them. We've been to Wigan, white the floor with them. We've talked Warrington away from home. You know things do seem, seem different. You know the spirit of the team, the players. Ian, Ian Watson, we've got one probably, in my opinion, the best coach in Super League. You know, coach there in Watson. So, so yeah, th- things do do seem different now. And um, yeah, I, I can't wait for that that day now. And you know, I'm confident we, we can we can win that game. Obviously, there's nerves are there as well. But but why not? I mean, we've beat Wigan once this season. Let, let, let's let's do it again. Let's, let's really take off now because we could do it. if we get to Wembley it, it could be
1: the making of the club yeah it changes everything if we if we get to the the, the final round. obviously looking back at the, the great clubs uh, you know the Risman era the Watkins era you know if uh, we get past the Wigan hurdle you know we have to put this team up there with them
0: we, we, we definitely do but I think it's important to point out And Ian Watson says this a so lot I don't know Lama mentioned it, a lot of these interviews that I've heard previously we haven't won anything yet. Look at Castle for the book of the season today. They have been top of the league, three wins clear of anyone else. They've just been knocked out of the cup. Now I would rather be second in the league and in the semi-final of challenge cup than top of the league. I don't know about you guys, what do you reckon? Spot on that. Yeah you don't yeah. get no one remembers a team that just wins a few games a year or wins more games than they lose. People remember the side you lift that trophy at Wembley, you lift that grand final trophy at Old Trafford, and that is exactly what we've got to do. We need to change the perception of South of Rugby League Club from being a team that has been down to the bottom, in the dump to feel sorry, all the other fans feel sorry for our supporters. We need to change that perception, we need to show what an amazing story we could potentially produce this year by getting to Wembley and winning the final, and we have completely that is completely within our hands now we can can definitely do it with some of the performances that we've seen this year so the players just have to keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and hopefully we'll do it and if we did I just think it'd be the most amazing story in rugby league it really was I can't
1: can't even imagine you know the up and down roller coaster that had come out of that Paul if, if we do manage to get to ember obviously a lot of things have happened haven't they in the last sort of three years and it's like it's like Roy the Rover stuff it? you know last year we were on the verge of relegation and this year we're top of the top of the league and in the cup semi-final it's, it's crazy yeah I, well, I,
2: I've been on my day off today, you guys know the weather's been pretty warm and we're sat in the garden just, just sort of thinking about things like I do sometimes I have a bit of a daydream kids are at school and I was thinking about the million pound game and Saturday. You know, the, the, the drubbings that we've seen, you know, the 96 points of Rams. That's one game I always sort of think back to, you know, how I felt walking out of that ground after the game. And I remember thinking that day, I can never get any more than this. Things are only ever going to get better. And I was mad and I was angry. And, um, but it, that that game was sort of, it was a bit of an epiphany for me, if you like, of solvent and support. And, and it hasn't, things have never got worse since then. Like you say, it's been a massive rollercoaster ride, but, you know, you've got to, You've got to have those, those downs, I think, to enjoy this. I think defeats like that, the 80 points at all, the 70-odd points at all, to cast that time, you yeah, know, we've had loads, and there's loads that you can ream off. But the, the games now, I think you enjoy them even more, because you sort of savour them you own ways at home. I felt on top of the world there, winning by 50 points, because you've remembered the games there when you've been, you've been hammered. So, so yeah, it, it's, been, it's been really good, and it has been a roller coaster ride. I mean, that million-pound game sort of summed it up last season. It was like a, a dream, basically, Won it? And... Now we've sort of moved on to this season. That group of players, how they've progressed as well. As I said before, it's more or less the same side as last year. So it has been great. And I think, you know, just talking to supporters, I keep thinking, oh, when's the bubble going to burst, like we've been saying, but I'm not so sure if it is. Perhaps our name is, is on the cup, I hope so. And I think it would be a fairytale season if it was, guys.
1: I think I think it's important, though, Paul, even whatever happens in this semi-final, the bubble doesn't burst. We grow and grow from here, Ryan. It's not about it's not about the result against Wigan, which kind of sort of makes our future happen. It's about taking whatever whatever comes our way and building on it.
0: Definitely, and that, that's exactly what we're doing as well. And if if we are not to win the semi final, the Challenge Cup, two thousand seventeen will still go down as an amazing season. To to after being you know ten points down with two minutes to go in the million pound game, to then pull out this absolute miracle of a comeback with an amazing drop goal finish from 50 yards to stay in the Super League. That, that day happened for a reason. I strongly believe that because we did not deserve to go down that day. And then if we can come out the next season and finish in the top eight and make the semi-final of the Challenge Cup, for me that would be a remarkable effort. And who knows, if we, if we take it one step further, which we so capable of doing now you know it's just it's just the stuff dreams are made of really if we we get to Wembley after last year's million pound game for me that is just an incredible story and I'm sure that if we do get to Wembley which I'm hoping obviously to god that we do that'll be made so clear in the in the pre-match build-up on there on BBC so uh I just, I just want to say thank you to all the players and coaches whilst I'm taking this passionate speech about about the season because I just think what he's done is uh, it's absolutely brilliant and uh, long may continue so uh, let's build for the next few years off the back of it
1: yeah it's going to be interesting times and like you say the players have gone through that roller coaster and you know they're fully focused now I think Paul and you know hopefully you know we'll be celebrating uh, come end of July
2: I hope so Rob I'll be I'll uh... be my gra- my grand used to light candles for Saul, she's no longer with us anymore. But she used to light candles for Saul at church, and um, I'll, I'll definitely be going lighting one on the, the Saturday n- Saturday night before the game, it was just to, to pray for us sort of thing. But on a serious note, yeah, it, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be an emotional day. That I think that semi final, you know, it is. It's the stuff dreams are made of. and I mean, how how good would it be to walk out of the L M L Jones Stadium, or whatever they call it these days? knowing we're going to go to Wembley I mean it doesn't get any better than that does it I don't think it does and, you know it's so long since we've been there now you know people that were there that day you know they're knocking on a bit now aren't they who we went in 1969 so if we could if we could get there it'd be it'd be
1: something special no, by the sound of it Paul anyone who went in 98 and 97 might be knocking on but we will you keep writing well, keep stuff, to right? yeah. I know <laughs>
2: <laughs> can be sure
1: frame-out that semi-final. So well, <laughs> yeah, you know it's great times, and hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll be uh, delivering magic moments over, you know, the next few years to come. Uh, next bit of news: the league games been switched, Ryan, uh, to the twenty-first to help us prepare for the for the semi-final. Uh, it's good news, I think. Uh, Marwan had his mate, had, his, had a word with his mate Derek, and it got sorted.
0: Absolutely brilliant news! That. I just want to say A massive thank you to Derek Bolmer I think he's. I think he's a Salford fan at heart, he? He's actually born in Salford, his business is here. His son went to my school as well, so I think he's got a little bit of Salford in him managed to, uh and that's 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 what comes with building strong relationships with people as well. I tell you what, if that was okay I, if we were playing them that Friday, and uh, that Sunday, do you reckon they'd the game? I don't think they would. So uh, that, that just shows what it what, what you know, that just shows the importance of of building strong relationships and uh, I just I just like to plan the League Club I think that's uh absolutely excellent what they've done. I'm sure they'll want to see us beat Wigan as well. I know not I know they don't like us but they uh, they definitely don't like Wigan and uh, I'm sure they'd rather see us make that final so uh yeah, bring it on.
1: Yeah I think obviously Marwan and, and Derek have a, a pretty good relationship don't they Paul and you know it's uh, it's come up trumps for Mr Kukash this week? Yeah
2: it's not for me though I want to late that
3: night
2: I want to late finish it work for me any of my colleagues are listening, you won't mind swapping with me. I'm sure I'll be at a sort something out I don't sick. think you'll mind if we win the semi-final though, will you mate? I'll, uh, I'll be at the league game, don't we? I've not been on the sick for a while, so uh, I might get a bad back on that next Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely mate. <laughs> yeah, it will be hard, but to be honest, I booked the Friday off actually for the um, for the Cup semi-final, because I heard a rumour that the, the semi-finals want to be Friday night and want to be Saturday, so I've now got a holiday for that Friday and the game's on there. Sunday, so at least I've got a nice long weekend to prepare for that. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah just going back to that one, I think that that's great, really, because uh, I think the week before, sorry, the, that'll give us a nine-day turnaround Matt, for the uh, for the semi-final if we play the Friday because the semi-finals on the Sunday, so that that's going to be re- a real good preparation. So yeah, thanks to Derek Beaumont because it's a very sporting, very sporting thing to do. Yeah.
0: Some Friday night prayers after that league game, then me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Lots like yeah. some candles.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Lighting candles, having prayers. It's, it's all getting a bit, you know, religious this. What's going on, boys?
0: I know, yeah.
1: Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's, uh, to to, really. <laughs> so looking obviously other other bits of news, we've got um Willows Road, um and obviously his, his people who helped him uh, you know, put the uh, posters out and things like that, Are looking for assistance. You had um, a chat with him, didn't you, Ryan? About he had a meeting with Ian Blees?
0: Yeah, I've been part of this focus group. Uh, this was initially after the club came out, we were a little bit disappointed with the crowd, so uh, a few, about 40 passionate Sulfur fans came together. We had a meeting at Eccles Fire Station, uh, where we discussed what we could do to help the club. We felt that like the marketing wasn't up to scratch, and to be fair, since then it has improved. Uh, there was a meeting last night, which was our second meeting with Ian Blee's and Mark Brocklehurst so who runs the, uh, the Sulfur Red Dose Foundation. Um, so we've just come up with a few ideas, really, which, which have been put to action. Uh, we set priorities. Uh, the first one being that we'd like to see. Um, welcome to Salford, home of the Salford Red Devils. Um, on the signs, as you enter Salford, there's quite a few of them around the cities. We know they're, they're unfortunately pink, but uh, hopefully ours will be red when we get them sorted. So, uh, so that first action point, that's now with the Salford Mayor. He's looking to do that, which I think would be absolutely brilliant, I'm sure. Uh, you gents will agree as well. The second thing that we're doing, that we'll be going ahead, um, is that we're looking to do some summer events, um, so they're not our own event, however, um, I'm sure a few people who listen to this have attended Earlham Festival, which uh, Dr Devil kindly went across to, uh, we've also got the Monson Festival coming up on the 1st of July, which is the day before the Huddersfield game at home. Um, so it's just, just a little bit about um, presence really, we're looking to get involved with the community and get our name about there a little bit more and shout about all the great things that are happening at and, You and know, just for fans to come down and I'm sure they go to these events anyway, You know, to come down and have a chat with uh, myself and Mark and there'll be tickets on sale, maybe a little bit of merchandise and it's just, just all about that presence really and getting ourselves known in the community. Uh, we also wanted to have uh, ourselves at the event at, at the, Worsley, uh, the Worsley Festival as well, but unfortunately that clashes with, with the Castle for the away game, which I'm sure a lot of us will be going to. So uh, there's some really good stuff going on. Action, uh, a lot of people are the past that all talk no action, but uh, we certainly uh, got some good action points that we're, we're putting into practice now. and uh, yeah, it's, it's, been, uh, it's been a good experience and uh, we've, we've, we've got another one booked in. And if anyone else wants to get involved as well, uh, contact Dave. He runs the At Willows Road Twitter account, and um, so he's open to anyone who wants to just just help the club if you got a bit of spare time. Uh, we're looking at bringing in match day volunteers as well. That was one of our top three priorities, and it's uh, looks like it's coming to fruition. So, long uh, may continue.
1: Yeah, I went to Um, Earlam live. I helped Dr. Neville do his bit there, and it was great. Obviously, you know, talking to, to people of of, of about of Salford, and he was super keen and. You know, I think it's really good, that obviously, us fans are getting involved in stuff like that to, you know, to promote the club, Paul.
2: Yeah, definitely, because all love to the club. And as I've said to you before, you know, the surrounding areas of the stadium, the rural caddies, there's a lot of people there, isn't there? And, uh, you know, those people, Salford's going to be their team, is it? So, yeah, and the work that Dave and, and all you guys are doing, mate, and that, I think it, it's super. It really has been a, a really positive thing this season, and it, it's been great to
0: see the, the great work you've been doing.
1: So, Salford Red Devils take on Sir Ellen's uh, on Friday tickets are available uh, Paul um, you know hopefully we'll get a big following for all the interest
2: yeah I'm sure we will on Friday mate. I, I think we will I mean that, that following we keep l- alluding to at Warrington was a great following I think people are confident now and especially with the you know the buzz of the semi-final that people want to go and watch this side don't they so yeah I'm really looking forward to Friday night it's always a, it's a good trip I think to say, oh, it's not far it's a nice stadium as well and uh, yeah we've not won there for a long time so uh, it would be a bit of history we might be seeing as well with a win
1: yeah there's coach travel as well uh, £10 a person. Pick up at Shanders, the Royal Sovereign, Eccles Town Hall, the Dog and Partridge and the AJ Bell. Uh, the club have kind of uh, announced uh, the pick-up times as well, so have a look on the Facebook page and the, the website for that. Uh, so hopefully Ryan will have a big following uh, against the uh, Settlers as well?
0: Yeah, I think we will. It's, uh, it's a big game against the Saints. I think if we win this one, I think we're pretty much guaranteed to finish in that top five. Um, Paul, we haven't won at St. in how long? 12th of January
2: 1980. (laughs) 1817, Kevin Ashcroft dropped a goal of the try scorers. I think Kuhlman scored. And I had it wrote down the other day because I've got the programme in my house. Um, But yeah, my dad went to that one with his mate and uh, it's one he always alludes to because my dad got married in September of 1980 and Salford haven't won since and he's been married 37 years. So so yeah, it would be a piece of history to go there and win. And why not? I mean, I think we've, we've got a really good chance this season. I mean, you look at St. Ellers in, in the league, just just look where they are. I mean, like Ryan says there, I mean, if we were to win this game, I don't think Saints can catch us then, you know, for the, the, the first 23 rounds and we'll be
0: guaranteed top five before the season splits. And that's a big positive, that going into to the Super 8. Yeah, so sure. Hey, Paul, what time was kick mate? Talking about knowledge. He knew what day it was? <laughs> I do my research. I'm, I'm not that old. I do my research.
1: <laughs> he, has, he has a book. He has a book of knowledge, don't you, Paul, that, you know, is going back to... You know, when Jesus was allowed by the sound of it. I
0: have my scrapbook, I have my scrapbook.
2: I mean, I, I kept, since we came into Super League, in I've got a diary, I bought a book, 20 years ago I like had this book, and I've kept, I filled my scores in every week, and I've, I've kept it going now for twenty over 20 years. Well, 20 years now since we got promoted. And I've got all the scores that, and all the matches I've been to. So it's, it's like a little mug now that I've kept, so I've just kept it going. But yeah, I do like the history, and I think it's important as well, I mean, like the, like the Leeds history, you know, there, we've not won there, I think it's important to, to know about it, and it, it's great when you get the wins, isn't it, because, uh, you know, some of the grounds, we've, we've not, like Wigan this season, we've not won there for 20 years, so I think it's a, it's a buzz, isn't it, when we do win, and to win at St. Helen's would be another one uh, to chalk off that we've
1: won there. Yeah, it'd be interesting if any of our listeners do that as well, if you've got a, a book at home that you mark the scores in, uh, tweet us, at D-I-T-D-S-R-D, let us know. See if you, its just Paul, or whether there's a few you are you out there doing uh, doing that. <laughs> so obviously that, like right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was all. right So that was all the news coming out of Salford Red Devils this week. Uh, we got to speak to uh, Phil Kinsella, um, BBC Radio Manchester's uh, rugby league correspondent, about Salford's season uh, so far. Uh, Paul, and this is what he has to say. Right, for a special part of
2: Devil in Detail this week, we were joined by Radio Manchester's very own Phil Kinsella. So, Phil, how
3: how do you assess that tonight, how Salford played tonight? I think they've proved a point more than anything else to people who uh, were worried or concerned that two defeats on the run... That meant maybe one or both wheels had fallen off, and you saw from the very first seconds that that was not the case. Clearly, Ian Watson and the team had drummed home the message this week to get back to the way they've been playing, and from the very first tackle, the very first contact, you could see they went out there to do business. Too strong all round for Wakefield, particularly up front. And when Salford win the middle, they usually win the match. Who was the big standout player for Salford for you tonight? Uh, Well, you could have picked a lot tonight, couldn't you? You saw the reception for Rob uh, he He's running the the game, wasn't he? Far more than Michael Dobson does normally. Standout players, Big Ben, of course. You know he caused a panic on the edges, wasn't he? I, I think you got to credit Lamatashi as well. Big, strong runs. Craig Cockjack. I mentioned the players in the middle who dominated against a very useful Wakefield side. Maybe Fatita wasn't playing, but they had too much up front for them tonight. And then once they moved it wide, there was always the opportunities. And in fact, Wakefield did probably well to keep the score down to thirty because Salford did have opportunities, couldn't quite take them, but a great response. And now semi-final it's brilliant for them yeah and, and tonight Ian Watson shifted things around tonight I know certain players came back here you know, Greg Johnson
2: coming back Matt funny coming back how do you assess how Niall Evels play? because that's a conundrum now for Ian because Gareth has
3: been sort of the number one fullback since he ousted Evels but Niall's well, excellent time. from my understanding this was a change by Ian Watson it wasn't a question of Gareth being injured it was a tactical choice a choice on form we all know Niall if you ask Niall he'll say he's a fullback so, he offers a different thing, a different type of fullback to Gareth, who's a very much a creative player, whereas Nile is, I think Alan Hunt will always say, he's a sniffer of chances, as well as being a very good defender in his own right. On that performance against Wakefield, Nile levels will probably start as number one against St Helens, and that's great for Salford to know that there are options available. Did Nile have a good game tonight? Everybody played well tonight. So, yes, he did play well. As usual, he's always sniffing around. I thought he, was gonna, he should have passed for his try, but he scored it anyway. So you know, he's a really, really good player and he can play in all sorts of positions as well. That's the difference he offers to other players. He, he'll be number one at St Helens next week barring injury what next for Salford obviously semi-final appearance first of all you've got to bury the bogey of winning away at St Helens Mm. you haven't done it since 1980 I think so you've done a lot this season Uh, the way Saints are going we'll see um, going into the game they've got they are chasing a place they're trying to get close to the top four so you know you know they're always going to be formidable anyway this is probably possibly probably or possibly Possibly Salford's best chance to win away at St Helens for a long, long time. The cup is a long way off. It should not be a distraction in any way, shape or form. Taking that sort of form away to St Helens will give them a chance. Bear in mind, Saints are very good defensively. You look at the number of points they've conceded, they merit respect in that regard. They might not be the flying Saints of old, the razzle-dazzle football, but they take some beating. But on that form, we have got a great chance of winning. How do you see the other Quarterfinals going this this weekend, Philip. Or, you, you know, the <laughs> I, I, I couldn't possibly oppose Leeds think, for logical reasons. Leeds have had the cup draw from heaven, haven't they? You know, yeah. home to Doncaster, home to Barrow, I think home the wig, to the, the Wigan Warrington game is like a mouthwatering game. Really, two sides that are struggle for form this season. I mean, that, that could go either way. It's a game you could say there's a real fear factor as well in that match. You know, those, both sides will be desperate to avoid losing that one. On the body count that Wigan have got coming back they've got some good names but people like Sam have been out for a long time Anthony Galling hasn't played for a couple of months in a desperate atmosphere will be at the Halliwell Jones Warrington have got players coming back Ryan Atkins Kevin Brown (sighs) too close to call simply too close to call that one and the fear of losing might just make it might not make it the most interesting spectacle actually because of that fear of losing I actually think if penalty kicks are offered, teams might take it, you know, Mm -hmm. just to keep the scoreboard going. No way would I have a bet on that game. Cass and Hull. Uh, Cass and Hull, well, Cass lost at Hull, I think it was their last defeat. And Hull played here last week and played very, very well, didn't they? Castleford's form brooks no argument, does it? That's the thing going into this match. They've got all the answers most of the time. Great to watch. They really are a great side to watch. Well,
1: it's great, obviously, in Super League. Salford Red Devils and Castleford Tigers, both at the top of the table, playing good, good rugby. It's kind of different to the old, the normal of Wigan and Saints at the top. I think it's, I've
3: been I've been boring people to death about how well Salford are playing, and for me, they should have got more respect. Not respect so much, recognition of the way they've played. Castleford have, and they deserved it. There's no problem about doing that. I think people have got to accept. The order's changed, at least for this season. Stop worrying about, oh, Wigan going to make the top four. Arsenal, St Helens going to make the top four. It's great that they're having to fight to get to the top four. We know Wigan have had injuries. Warrington aren't going to make the top four. Forget them. They've got a battle to stay out of the bottom four. So if people can adjust their mindsets, Castleford, Salford, Hull, Wakefield are serious contenders for the top four. Isn't it wonderful that we've got a more diverse competition this season? As much respect as I've got for those other clubs, it's great that we've been calling for it for years, and the teams who are doing it are playing good football. They're not grinding it out, they're not you know, getting through the sets and hoping other sides make mistakes. Salford and Castleford have been the entertainers this season and long may it continue how big of a thing do you think it will be Salford in the semi-final for the city of Salford obviously it's been a long time since uh, 98 98 98, yes Uh, well if this doesn't raise the interest level nothing will because one thing Salford will get as a club the, the bigger focus, the run-up to that week will be the biggest the Salford have had for 19 years. Yes, there'll be—I know there will be—a uh, press conference about the the, mid, the, the Super Eights. They always put one in that week. But the final half of that week, the run-up to the to the game, uh, will be devoted to the two sides who are playing in that semi-final. So Salford will get tremendous exposure all over the media. That's the thing. It's not just the papers, not just the telly or the radio. Everybody. Free to Hopefully TV. I'd, I'd like to see Salford play on a Saturday afternoon, personally. I think the Friday semi-final is a bit lost. But it doesn't matter. You're going to be 80 minutes from Wembley. First time for 48 years, would it be? Wow. That would be a fantastic achievement. That 69 final was the game that switched me onto Rugby League. castleford v solford It was a great... It was a, it was a Castleford try. And I'll really set it up. It was a wonderful piece of play you'll ever see. But I remember watching the game. i not understanding it all that much. But after that... Wow. Fantastic, just turned just you on. That's what, it, that's what uh, it's all about. That's what it that Castleford Salford game, May 1969. Uh, I even bought the programme later when I was getting older and read through it and remember like people like Mike, uh, Colin Dixon and Mike Coleman. Ron Hilton scored three goals. Well, Ron was a great commentator, of course, for the BBC for many years afterwards. Paul Charlton, people like that, you know, who came. That's why I took a lot of interest in Salford but it would be wonderful, wouldn't it? First time for nearly half a century. Got a lot of work to do, though. Not to be taken for granted, and don't take your eye off the league competition. Well, thanks very much for talking to us, Phil. It's pleasure. been a pleasure. Thank you very much, Phil.
1: So that was Phil Kinsella from BBC Radio Manchester, Paul. And, uh, you know, we had some great things to say there about Salford. Yeah,
2: certainly did, yeah. I mean, all the people we spoke to this season, we spoke to Ray French, didn't we, as well as- Daniel, we've all been very positive about, about how things have gone this season at Salford and Nicky Pinkney as well, we spoke to him a few weeks ago and every, I think everybody's pleased for us, aren't they? Phil Catella certainly seems pleased for us, I mean he's got, not really got an allegiance to Salford has he? But yeah, he was, he was delighted with the season he was having and he was excited about our chances in, in the Challenge Cup and in, in the Super 8s and it was uh, great to get his uh,
1: insight. Yeah, it's great, obviously Ryan, you know, people in the media are actually you know, waking up the fact that Salford had a club on the up and you know, hopefully they will continue to, to build on that in the next few weeks and months and years.
0: Yeah, I'm sure we will. And it, it, it is good, like you say. And when other clubs... I, I like seeing Castle for the top of the league. Like, I don't particularly like some of the cast fans. They're a bit, bit annoying on Twitter uh, on occasion. But, you know, it's good to see teams challenging at the top. And I think that's, that, that's, uh, this season's been great for that. You've got Wakefield in fifth as well. So, uh, you, you see why the NRL so successful, the club's never won that trophy twice in a row, and I think having teams that are usually at the bottom up there challenging for, for all the trophies is is really good. And I'm sure a lot of people will be rooting for Salford to finishing that top four and to get to Wembley. I, I, I strongly believe a lot of people want to see that.
1: Yeah, I think Phil talked about Parley. He talked about you know remaining focused for the games to come and you know putting the uh, the Challenge Cup away for now. And I think that's sound advice for me.
2: Yeah, he definitely is, Rob. Well, these, these next games are very important now. I mean, if you just slip up in these next five, you could find yourself sort of finishing a bit lower down towards seventh or sixth or seventh place. And I mean, obviously, at the start of the season, if you'd have said that, we'd have probably bit your hand off. But expectations have risen now. And obviously, the more wins we can get going over into the Super League, obviously, you take your points total over. You say we can keep, keep winning now and ticking over nicely. Once you get into that Super League, those sides that are sort of got to start in 8th and 7th and 6th plays, they might be quite a distance behind us then. And then once you get into that, you, you get in that top four, you, you're the semi-final playoff for the, for the grand final, And so it's only one game and you're in that final. So if we can just carry on ticking over and picking up the wins, you know, teams are going to find it hard to catch us and it you know, makes it very exciting.
1: I suppose it's great, Ryan, having the points in the bag already. You know, <coughs> so obviously with the middle eights the no, top eight, sorry, uh, the, the points don't go back to zero This so was having that cushion... Uh, makes a massive difference
0: yeah it's huge we've not really mentioned that as well we're guaranteed top eight you probably mentioned it last week to be honest though didn't you but um yeah we're guaranteeing top eight i've said the worst thing that we could do now is get complacent and, and it's complacent is a massive massive killer now we need to be absolutely focused on these next five games so we're going to the middle eight and uh, top eight should i say and the super eights uh, with awesome form and <laughs> We need like for me these next five games are probably the most important five games of the season, um leading into the cup. We need to be able to win three or four of these games so we're in a strong position. And that starts all on, on Friday night against Saints because they're a team that could really if they beat us on, on Friday they could really build some momentum going into those those top eights and try and challenge for the top four. But I honestly think if we win on Friday we'll we'll be safe in that top five. So uh, I just thought we went on
1: Friday. Yeah, before we start talking about the uh, the Saints game on on Friday, let's have a look what our amateur side did uh, with Paul this week and then we'll uh, talk about the Saints game.
2: Well, this week's amateur report. I'll start on Friday night. Rochdale Mayfield in the National Conference Premier Division took on top of the table. Sidol, you know, Sidol have been ripping it up in the Premier Division this season with eleven wins from their opening eleven games. Rochdale Mayfield currently sitting fourth in the table. It was a big game between the two sides. Sidol leading by ten points to six at the break. Rochdale Mayfield pegged them back in the second half and scoring a try with ten minutes to go. Uh, from Andy Taylor, Mayfield got a draw out of it. He finished twenty-four points apiece. Wayne English playing on the wing. Former Rochdale Hornets and Swindon Lion Star. He was on the wing for uh, for Rochdale Mayfield that night. It just shows there's some quality players still playing in, in that those uh, those levels of the game. So a great result for Rochdale Mayfield. Twenty-four points apiece. That sees them stay fourth in the Premier Division on sixteen points, just a point behind Wathbrow and two points behind Thato Heath Crusaders. Uh, The rest of the results were on Saturday in Division 1, Oldham St. Anne's 42, Wollstone Rovers 38. Sorry, that was a Division 3 game. In the the, the Challenge Trophy, the National Conference Challenge Trophy, just one side in the local area involved in that. Hunslet Warriors 28, Saddleworth Rangers 32. So Saddleworth Rangers progressed through to the third round. The RFL has yet to confirm the date of the third round draw. As soon as they do uh, come up with it, we'll give you that. The fixtures for this week, all these games will be played on Saturday the 24th of June. In the Premier Division, Rochdale-Mayfield play Mighton Warriors. In Division 2, Askin play the Salford City Roosters. Wigan St. Jude's play Saddleworth Rangers. In Division 3, Clockface Miners play Oldham St. Anne's. And Waterhead Warriors play the Wollstone Rovers. We're moving on to the North West Men's League. There was a lot of cup action in that. These games were played on Saturday, the 17th of June. In the North West Men's League Cup quarterfinals, Folly Lane 20, Oral St. James 28. So, bad luck there to Folly. I'm sure they'll bounce back in in the league in the coming weeks. North West Men's League trophy quarterfinals, Wigan St. Jude's A18, Witness Tigers twenty-six. Lee East A16, Leyland Warriors 37, Wigan St Cuthbert's 19, Manchester Rangers 16 and Charlie Panthers 10, Oldham St Anne's 26. In the North West League Shield quarterfinals, Wigan Springview 46, West Haughton Lions 14. Wollstone Rovers A, 58, Little Hulton Reds, 16. and The clock face Miners A versus Langworthy the Reds was no result. And Kulchev Eagles, 38, Ed Rhinos, 8. In Division 5 in a league match, it was Bolton, uh, Bolton Mets, 10, Aspel New Springs, 40. And the game between Berry Broncos and Hulton Farnworth Hornets didn't, wasn't played because uh, the Hulton Farnworth Hornets were unable to raise a side. So, the fixtures for this week, these will all be played on Saturday, 24th of June. Division 2, we start in Bank Key Bulls play Manchester Rangers. Berry Broncos play Rochdale Mayfield A. In Division 3, Fitton Hill Bulldogs play Rochdale Cobras. Oldham St Anne's A play the Chester Gladiators. In Division 4, it's Cheth Eagles against Little Hulton Reds. Langworthy Reds against and Rhinos. And Runcorn play the West Horton Lions. Division 5, finally, Layla Warriors play Bolton Mets. And Saddleworth Rangers A play the Berry Broncos A. Just a bit of uh, news regarding the England students. England Universities completed their preparation for next month's Student World Cup in Sydney with a 62 points to 26 victory over Keithley Cougars reserves at Cougar Park. The Cougars recovered from 32-6 down at the break to only 6 points to drift from Ricky Sheriff, Liam Darville, Calvin Barker and Joshua Smith nipped over with 12 minutes on um, the resumption. But the students regained their composure to ease clear with tries from Dan Harrison, Jacob Morgan, James Mason and a late brace for Jack Lazenby with Sam Druce completing a nine goal contribution so uh, we wish uh, the students all the best in their, in their World Cup preparations and when they go over to the World Cup Right well now heading over to the Northwest Youth Leagues, these games were played Sunday in the Northwest Development Cup Langworthy Reds 20, Wigan St Patrick's 22, that was the under 13 so bad luck there to Langworthy Reds uh, under 13s uh, In the Development Shield it was Bellevue, Bees 44, Kulcheff, Eagles 30 this was under 13s and also in the under 13 Premier Division, Fato Heath 28, Waterhead 26. The fixtures for this Sunday, the 25th of June, in the Under 13s Premier Division is Waterhead Warriors against Halton Farnworth Hornets. In the Under 13s Division 1, it's Clockface Miners against Oldham St. Anne's, West Bank Bears against Rochdale Mayfield, and in Division 2 of the Under-13s, Blackbrook Royals against Langworthy Reds, and Saddleworth Rangers against Crossfields. And finally, in Division 3 of the Under-13s, it is Colcheth Eagles against Bellevue Bees, and Haydock Warriors against South Trafford Raiders. Well, finally this week, I know it's not amateur stuff, but I always like to give you out the uh, the Challenge Cup results, because I know it's such an um, esteemed uh, trophy in rugby league. I know Rob will be talking about it on the, the full podcast as well. But these are the results... Okay. <laughs> From the quarterfinals, Hull FC 32, Castleford Tigers 24, Leeds Rhinos 58, Featherstone Rovers 0, Salford Red Devils 30, Wakefield Trinity 6 and Warrington Wolves 26, Wigan Warriors 27. The draw was made on Sunday after the Hull and Castleford game and it's thrown up a belting tie for Salford. Salford Red Devils will play Wigan Warriors and Leeds Rhinos will play Hull. Just a bit of trivia for you. Now, the last time Salford uh, played Wigan in a Challenge Cup semi-final was 1988. My dad wouldn't take me that day. He went with his mate because I was a bit small that day. But somebody scored for us that day who's involved at the club at the moment, so a bit of trivia for you you tell us who it is, you'll tweet it to Robin and we'll read out the correct answers, we scored one try that day, who scored Salford's try in the 1988 Challenge Cup semi-final against Wigan, well that's all I've got for you, I'll see you on Friday at St. Helens
1: Over Red Devils take on set Ellens on Friday Paul it's going to be a great game it certainly is yeah
2: Saints have started a bit of, of farm under the new coach haven't they so, uh, so yeah but they lost last weekend against Huddersfield and they've been a bit in and out this season and uh, you know, we've obviously had that win against them already so, so yeah I think it's a game we can definitely target and
1: we can definitely uh, go and get the two points from yeah I would say Saints are, are a good side Ryan and uh, full of uh, good quality players and Solker's got to be uh, on the ball uh, to get a result
0: yeah, we do. It's going to be a really tough game. We, we haven't won at Saints since since 1980s, as, uh, as Paul said earlier, so it's going to be really tough. Uh, they've, they've just been under a massive boost. Ben Bard has come to the club, who's one of the best players in the NRO, one of the best fullbacks that I've ever seen. They've also had uh, Justin Holbrook start from the new head coach, so it's going to be a really tough game at Saints. It always is a tough game there. But after this year When we've won at Hull We've won at Wigan We've won at Warrington I think we've got to go there with a bit of confidence Especially how we played Last week as well So uh, hopefully We'll just do enough To get the win back I think it's been A really close
1: game Yeah there's a few Ex-Reds as well Paul You know we've got To watch out for Matty Smith And Theo Farge And Tommy Lee You know they'll be Looking to uh, put one over on us
2: yeah, they certainly will, Rob. And don't forget, that, you know, the backs have got a lot of pace in the back line. I've particularly been impressed with that Regan Grace, the youngster when he's played this season. Percival, Tommy Makingson, you know, he tries; to score. He's like an acrobat, some of the finishes he gets. Halfbacks, you know, and there. Matty Smith's a, a wise halfback as well. And, he, you know, we, we know both of them from the days at Salford. And they've got some talent in the forwards as well. Alex Warren's is probably... You know he's probably one of the standout forwards in the competition. So they've got some, they've got some good players all over the park. haven't they? Adam Swift is on the win, plenty of pace, a uh, good pair of half-backs, and uh, yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna be tough. But they, they are lacking like in an outside of team. They got beat 24-16 at Uddersfield last weekend. So they are, they are, a, they, they can be a funny side on the day. It's just whether what St the side turns up. But I think more importantly, it's what's Hull's side turns up. But we can go into that game with the same mentality that we had against Wakefield. It's, and start the game as we did in, in that game. I'm, I'm pretty sure we can get
1: the result. Yeah, I suppose it's all about being consistent in it, Ryan. You know, we're we're going into this game, you know, confident after the uh, the game that won last week and our semi-final appearance to come. Like I say, we're kind of putting that to bed now. It's about you know winning the next couple of games and continuing the good form. It
0: is. We need to continue our fall in Super League. And, well, we need to get back on track anyway. We lost our last two league games. Uh, which is kind of we've forgotten about now after the semi-final challenge club, but it's really, really important now that we've, for the next five weeks, all the focus is on the Super League because we're having such a good season and we need to be taking form into that game. Um, if we only pick up one win in the next five games, it'll, it'll change things a lot for that semi-final for me, so we need to put things right back again, get back on track in the league and that'll start from Friday night against Saints.
1: Yeah, give me your goal prediction, Paul, for the game against Saints. I've gone for St. Helens 18, Salford 29. 18 29, going drop goal territory from who this time? No, Paul? Anybody? Yeah, I've
0: got part of that, one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dobson. Dobson drops the one. How about you, Ryan? What's your uh, score prediction for the game against Saints? I should have I think the
0: been high scoring as well. I'm going to go for
1: 32 24 to Salford. Right, as I have in good form after last week's uh, heroics. I'm going to go. Uh, mm, yeah, we're we'll going to write this down. <laughs> I'm going to go. Um, Settlers 14, Salford 36. 36 14, Salford. Full of compound. Uh, uh, smash, smash Saints away. Um, yeah, got a feeling it's going to be a good night. So that was the end of this week's uh, Devon the Detail podcast. It's been a, another great show, Paul.
0: Yeah, really
2: enjoyed it mate, really enjoyed it, and uh, I think Ryan's been spot on, it's been a good one, we've had a good chat, and uh, yeah, we're all excited for this semi, but we're all excited for Friday night, let's turn the uh, Saints over.
0: Yeah,
1: big thanks for coming on the podcast this week, uh, Ryan, it's been a, another great show you've been on. Yes,
0: yeah, it's been a great show, and it's um, it's just great to just get that challenge up semi final. I've been waiting so long for us to get there, and um, it's been good talking about that, and no, is to uh is for the all the best for the for the
1: rest of the campaign. Yeah, big thanks for tuning into to this week's Devil in The Detail. I've been Rob Parson. you find us on Facebook, Dev on the Detail S R D, you find us on Twitter at D I T D S R D and you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes and radio contact. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.
3: Today, my
0: radio contact.